following presentation was recorded live by the Jewish Ethics Institute. Okay, so, so again, part two today. So till now we discussed this concept of Chavala, that there's a prohibition of harming your body. Um, and Tosfus, as we pointed out then, seems to point out that even if there's a tzorach, that means even if there's a need, a reason, for example, and he was talking about, in the Gemara they was talking about uh, for mourning purposes, right, people rip their clothing and they, they, they cut themselves, something like that. It's still prohibited. The need doesn't override the prohibition. That's what Tosfus seemed to explain, although we had a contradictory story with Rev. Uh, um, of Chista, who pulled up his his skirt in order not to get it ripped, meaning into get by the thorns, and he so he got cut by the thorns as opposed to the skirt. So it seemed it seemed like to save money, it would be allowed. Yeah. Uh, a lot of little um, Orthodox Jews girls have their ears little? pierced. Yes, no. we discussed that then. That's a different. It's a good question. Why yeah. body piercing is allowed? Um, I I still haven't found the clear answer to that. Oh, okay. Good because question. It is. Um, it, again, it's, I'm assuming that's not viewed as mutilation, depending on which part of your body you're piercing. Um, but it's, that's that's part of the normal society. It's not, there's, especially in the air, there's no right. blood. I mean, other parts of the body, I would say, is mutilation. But but, uh, but it's done. So, um, but it's a good point. Okay, so then, the, well, we then saw a very important Rambam. So the Rambam, in codifying this law, of the prohibition of hitting yourself says in number five on the sheet says very clearly that the prohibition he, he frames it in the context of what he calls derech nitzayon um, the Ram says it's prohibited to hit someone to to harm their body derech nitzayon which means like in an intention uh, here we see intent matters to some extent but he's not necessarily addressing the intent but the way you're doing it meaning it's 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 a, you're, you want to pummel the guy. That's when it's prohibited. But let's say I'm doing it, um, for example, and this is what you know, we're up to, number six, I believe, ended last time, which is uh, Moshe Feinstein discusses getting a nose job. Okay, Plas cosmetic surgery was purely for cosmetic reasons, not that the person had a deviated septum or something like that, which they use as an excuse, right? To, uh, like I said last time. And usually when people are getting nose jobs, they say, oh, they had a deviated septum once, they were on the table. So then they uh, they fix their nose up that they've been in therapy for for the last, you know, 20 years. So, so but but really, uh, there's many cosmetic procedures, as we know, that you're literally cutting the person, they're dangerous. You're putting the person on the operating table, you, you they have anesthesia, and you had some horror stories, I remember, yeah. told me from some people. People actually died from cosmetic surgery. Um, so Ramosh Feinstein addresses, ha addresses that, um, this is Chuva from 1964, where he prohibits cosmetic surgery for no, just to look prettier, that wouldn't suffice, that wouldn't be a reason to allow it, you just want to have bigger or smaller body parts, um, but he says if there's an emotional issue involved, for example, uh, you don't necessarily have to call it emotional, even, even a monetary issue. And he says if there's a reason such as, let's say, a person can't get a date because of some, something, you know, they're, they're even a self-confidence issue, where they actually, the psychologist says there's an emotional issue involved in the reason why they need, they, they should have that cosmetic surgery. So let's say they're, they're, they want, they're single, they're trying to get married, 
and they whatever they have a big mole on their nose or whatever it is they have to remove that something like that where so that he permits or he says if the person can't get a job because of of something on their body some look some cosmetic reason and that's that's the case he allows it now what's his rationale for allowing for allowing it in those cases. Listen, so I'll let everyone know that men have this issue too. Young, I didn't maybe, say gynecomastic breast uh, enlargement in teenage boys doesn't always go away. So they have breast enlargement it affects them in the locker room. So um, I see many patients who want to know what to do about gynecomastic. It's the same. It gets down to it gets down to exactly what you're saying about how big an emotional issue is. Am I afraid? <coughs> to get dressed in the locker room, go swimming, that kind of thing. So, right, but it just help with the insurance. It doesn't really. Yeah, the it hurts. Right. Right, but just what it's saying is, just because you live in <laughs> Bel Air and you're in Bel Air High School and you want to have bigger body parts is not a sufficient reason to allow cosmetic surgery. According to Ramosh. Okay, so now. Um, it sounds like what you just said. It might be. No, I'm saying I don't know if that's enough of a. Emotional. Well, it has to be an emotional you, need. You, emotional and for jobs, you just said. Right, yeah. but I'm saying just because you want to be on the cheerleading team. Or whatever, I'm not saying I'm not that's sure. the motivation, but I mean, it could I'm not. Or just because you're, everyone's doing it and giving their kids that for the Sweet 16. So what if that assists them psychologically? your body parts to succeed as a hooker. There you go. So when you order Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> The editing that goes on after these classes, hours of work. it's just <laughs> hours <laughs> of editing. I didn't see it. It's it was my chair <laughs> now, so he's <laughs> doing those things. Okay, so now, um, so, so the Moshe Feinstein quotes and brings the Rambam as a proof to his, to, to his point here. So, um, either just to read you the, the truth in the original, it's the, the title is, Imnara Mutaris is a maiden young woman permitted to beautify herself through surgery which is mutilating her which is a uh, causing a wound in her body That's, that, was, that was the question this is in 1964 uh, beginning I'm assuming of plastic of cosmetic surgery plastic surgery obviously initiated because of Jewish nose jobs yes that's the book mm-hmm. famous book yeah. German but uh, the point is, so he brings the Rambam, I just want to just the key point, I'll read it from the sheet. He brings the Rambam as a proof to this point. He says, The question is, where did the Rambam get this thing that wounding is only prohibited if you're doing it meaning to, to actually harm the person? That's what the Rambam seems to be saying. Which so is the intention. Yes. Well, yes. Right, or, or uh, again, I don't know, we maybe we discussed last time, it's a different goal. The question is, what's your goal in... The mutilation and is your goal because you you want Mutilate. to hurt the person, mm-hmm. right? Or is, do you have another goal, which in this case is in, in this case is to beautify yourself? So, so he says. Um, so he says in Kolchev, he, he brings a story. So he says the Rambam sources of Chista's story that he lifted up his skirt in order that his skirt should not get uh, ripped. Um, and he says so even if his, his intention, if you want to say, listen, his intention there clearly was not to harm his body. Intention was to save money on the on the skirt, on his on his garment, right? But he says also what we call, even though it's a psik ratio, that means as we mentioned last time, it's surely going to happen. Usually in halacha and Jewish law, if something is a hundred percent going to happen, we consider it as your intent, even if it wasn't your intent. It's like on Shabbat, okay? So uh, that's the classical case we discussed. Meaning on Shabbat, 
you're only violate Shabbat if your intent is for the goal of that malacha, that um, whatever prohibited act you're doing. So meaning, um, if I'm lighting a fire because I want light, okay, so that's a problem. The Torah says don't light a fire. But let's say I'm lighting a fire um, because I want the coals at the end. I want to make coals for my next barbecue. So I'm lighting wood on fire and I'm going to use that, you know, those wood chips for my next barbecue. So that's technically biblically permitted on Shabbat. Because your goal on Shabbat, you need the action, like you were saying before, and the goal. You need both. The goal which the malacha was normally intended for. They did in the Mishkan. If you don't have both aspects, it's not considered a violation. So you need the intent of the the goal of that action (coughs) and the action itself to violate. So if you have one without the other, just give me so another. So, for example, so the Gemara talks about, believe it or not, in those days, they didn't have Game Boys. So what did you give your kids to play with? You would give your kid a chicken head, you know, uh, to play with. Okay, that's what the. I used to, I used to do my kids give them chicken heads to play with. Okay, so the Gemara says, so if I'm cutting off the head of the chicken <laughs> just to give my kid something to play with, um, that's not a, technically, you know, the, there's a one of the prohibitions of Shabbat is the tila neshama, killing something. How to kill uh, kill something on Shabbat? So uh, if I'm just doing it with the intent because I want the head for my kid. Technically, that's permitted because the intent is not there. To, to, I don't really want to kill the chicken. I just need a toy for my kid. Okay, this is kill out for the chicken. <laughs> okay, so but the Gemara says you're still in violation because it's called sick ratio velayamus, meaning is it possible to cut the head off and the chicken won't die? No. So since it's impossible to do that, so therefore it's as if you had your, the intent to kill the chicken, even though that wasn't your intent. Okay, meaning if something is 100% going to happen, so now. He's saying is in the case of Rav Chista walking through the thorns, he was 100% going to get cut. Cut, okay, walking through thorns. So therefore, technically, his intent shouldn't make a difference because normally in Allah, like we're saying, if it's what we call it's a, it's a principle in Allah called psik resha, which means cut off the head. Okay, anytime you it's a psik resha, that means it's surely going to happen. It's as if your intent was to do that. So we say in this case, so. So he's, even though it's a psikrasia, still you see Rav, uh, Rav Chista and the Rabbim held that it was permitted to walk through <coughs> the thorns. Um, therefore, it says Ramosha, uh, you have to say that the prohibition of mutilation, of harming someone, who racked their So the Rabbim understood from there, you know, why is it permitted? Why was Rav Chista permitted to walk through the thorns? Saying the Rabbim deduced from that that anytime you're not doing it with the purpose of harming yourself, you have another goal in mind, it's permitted. And since he had to walk that way, for whatever reason, for some purpose, that's not called, I'm harming my, not, that's not called doing mutilation for the purpose of harm, even though it's surely going to happen. And therefore the Isra is not applicable. He's saying that's the source of the Rama. And it's Tarek Loma, when is this prohibited? When you're doing it with the purpose, the stated purpose of inflicting pain. If that's not my purpose in the mutilation, so let's say he's saying like I'm um, putting on a nose ring, um, I'm putting, I'm piercing my nose, okay, or other body parts. So that my purpose there is not for pain, so then it'll be permitted according and to the and masochists need not apply because there their intent is clearly the pain. If, if that's their intent in the in the. Uh, in the body piercings, yeah. Just like someone who's 
ripping their clothing for over a morning. He's saying, your, your point is to cause more pain. You're showing I'm in pain by ripping my clothing. That's, that's, that's what you used to do, or by cutting yourself. That's the purpose you're showing. Yeah, I'm in so much pain, I'm going to cut myself. So he's saying, over there, the purpose is pain. There's more pain. You're causing some more pain. That is the stated goal. Therefore, that's prohibited. That's not called a tzaruch, a need. Meaning, again, a need itself is not sufficient. It has to be a need where the purpose is not for pain. Okay. I guess it's a little complicated, but take the case of sadists and masochists or even the one renting hey, that's their clothing. We're talking about healthy people. But even healthy people. Like that, uh, given but for causing us. one kind of pain can relieve another kind of pain. Okay, so we'll get, that's a good, that's, we're going to get to that. That's a very important point because that's what's hap- that's, in a certain sense that's what's happening here. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, right. so, so that's a very good point. We'll get there. Yesh, so he says, Yesh lesser, Moshe finishes off, Sharatzam Vatsarach Huatsar. So over there we're going to prohibit it by the morning because your your will and your need is for pain. That's called, um, you're doing it with the intent of pain. So that's prohibited. Even though there's a need. The need is, I need a vent for my morning. Sharatzam Vatsar, if someone's goal wants to pain themselves, Nechshalatsarach. The bechal of an asr Torah, Torah prohibited, even though it's called a tzorach, maybe there's a need to vent your pain and your anger or whatever the case is, but that's <coughs> the story that he's saying the Torah is still asr in that situation. So therefore he comes out, the only time cosmetic surgery is permitted would be when um, when there's a, a, a psychological need, which in Judaism is considered an illness. So again, then you're coming to heal the, to heal the person. That's called healing. When you're here, when they have a psychological problem, and we're coming to fix that, so whether it's self-confidence, whatever the psychological need might be, so then that's considered before. That's what he says. In that well, here, in this case, walking through the thorns, you're relieving physical, you're relieving financial pain by inflicting physical pain. So we're gonna get to that. That's, that's so a very important point. That's what I was talking about. So we transport ourselves back into the fifties when we believed. Wrong. We believe that prefrontal lobotomies were a good way to, to treat somebody with psychological and psychiatric disease. And we were actually doing it to help them, to cure them. Uh, is, is something that invasive that to cure a disease or to help them psychologically, is it then permissible? Again, if it truly was curing them and that was our intent, 100%, right? we made a mistake. Medi- you know, the med- right, but, but, medical but, community made a mistake, but I'm saying but, but, with their intention. But invasive intentions, yeah. cutting is okay then for psychological Well, that's reasons. really what cosmetic surgery is. That's really the same thing. Well, the ultimate ar- this is sort of the ultimate argument for euthanasia. You're relieving one kind of pain by harming them. This prohibition against killing people, but I mean that's that's essentially that argument. You're you're relieving one kind of pain by causing another kind of pain. I, I'm having a question about how you define the patient's <coughs> illness, because like you can define it psychologically. You can also define it as, and I'm thinking in the hearing community, the deaf community, that if they can get a cochlear implant and they can hear. But yet, the deaf community says that that's a perfectly valid way of living. Deaf, they're not. So, they're not having pain. Right. They they define that as not a pain, not an illness. 
And so therefore... Yeah, but so then it would depend on each patient. I mean, he, he's coming from the psychological... I understand. So if we're assuming antigen. that psychological is valid, which it seems like he's proposing, then that really opens up, like, to anything. Bingo. You know, you've got a monster loophole that if, if you really feel that you as a person have been not afforded opportunities in jobs, in relationships, in yeah, developing right. yourself as a person to being the best person you can be because you are not tall enough, short enough, big enough, small enough, whatever, and you would like to have something modified that is considered safe within a medical, surgical consideration, then it sounds like that's yeah. completely legitimate yes. to do it. Yes. Okay. And that's and why he's that's what he's saying. It's a Perfect. Perfect. Right. Great. Right. Okay. Hey, so all <laughs> go for it. Russ will probably agree no, with but me. No, I'm telling you that the kids who want to be taller and they don't have growth hormone to fish, they want to take five years of growth hormone. No, great again, it has to be not because they want to get, make the college team. That's not a psychological. No, they're psychological. Oh, they're, oh, they're, oh, they're short. They're terrible. They're going into junior high next year. They're, they're for yeah, sure. they're going to be bullied. They, they think they're going to be bullied. That that maybe yes. They're but not going to be a jock that the girls like. No, so that's that's what I'm saying. That's different. I just want to get onto the basketball team. And I need but more it's height. But it's not that. It's know, never just that. It's never. People it are not Sometimes getting, it's not even the kids. The parents want to be on the, get a basketball scholarship. It's not, it's but nothing that's to not do the with only reason. There are usually like a laundry list. Maybe basketball is on the list, but it's really because they want to be accepted. You're debating at the size of yeah, the loophole. Yeah, I'm saying, okay, so you need, you need to have... Like how big a loophole so listen, have here. just like in anything, it's in huge. all medical procedures, you need to have... Uh, a, a medical opinion saying that this is necessary. Of course. So I'm saying, meaning they would have to have a second. The rabbi would only allow it, the way I understand it, based on Ramosha, is if they they went yeah. to a therapist, went to a psychologist, and the psychologist said, this is fine. But I'm saying, but the therapist would have to say that it's needed. Okay. Again, That's listen, I, um, I grew up very short. I was I love being short. Yesterday, actually, I was at a plant where I had to get in a pickup truck. I was telling the guy, I sit in the middle seat. It was too big, probably. It's the only one who fit in my knees. Were, and it's great. I told him, like, I can get on the plane. I sit in the middle seat. Like, I'm happy. You know, it's a, it's a great... I'm very happy. I'm share that view. Right. <laughs> so, say, I have no pride. You know, if someone would offer me growth hormone when I was a teenager, I don't think I would have taken it. I love my... Uh, so I'm saying, what, what, yeah. no, it needs to be a, a real reason. It's not just because... I want to be taller. You didn't that's have not that a real psychological reason. need, perhaps. Well, that's right. So I'm saying, so, that's, okay. so I, it wouldn't be permitted for me. I tell that's everybody that the second thing they teach you in medical school is how to tell stories. <laughs> so you can always come up with a really good reason for your patient. Right. Yeah, that's for insurance company purposes or for, for? the rabbi, for the insurance company, for God. You can always find the... Okay, so it has to be real. It seems like anything. It's a real story. Yeah. I mean, it's a real... If there's and a real if you dig deep enough into someone's psyche, you'll find you'll an acceptable find. reason. I mean, right. they wouldn't be submitting to surgery if they didn't right. have some psychology. They wouldn't come no, to the that's doctor in the first place. Saying, if you were in Bel Air High School, I don't know about today, 10 years ago, if normal parent, that would be your sweet 16 gift. You get uh, breast augmentation. It's, it's yeah, not a psychological need. Life. That was just people had a lot of yeah, money. And the girls wanted to be on the chair. That's not. I'm not sure. That's defined as psychological. The parents have psychological problems. Absolutely. The kids are fine. In many of the cases, it's the parents. That's on point. The patient has to have the psychological need. 
Many times in these cases in Bel Air, it's the parents who are pushing the kid to do it. And the kid couldn't care less. But now the kid's got to psychologically yeah, get his parents kid, off his back. Yeah, but that's, not a, that's what I'm saying. The kid is healthy. It's the parents who have the problem in many of the cases. Well, found. I don't know if that... I don't and that know, the parents' psychological need is not going to permit it for the kid. It's a codependency pathology, though, where they both feed off of each Sleep other. Holes. I know. This, we just popped the whole thing. <laughs> Listen, it's amazing in 1963 when Moshe got the psychological aspect of good medication. I, mean, I don't know. I, that's not uh, such a big I, deal. I mean, I it's, it's obvious. <laughs> I doubt <laughs> that, that the Ramban all the way back then would have agreed. I hear you. Okay. That's a good point. Rambam was a doctor. He got this. But yeah, clearly, but I, I think he would have put a, a much tighter constraints on <laughs> I'm sure the rich knew what was going to happen with all this. He would have gone another way. <laughs> right, 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 right. Or he'd he run into plastic surgery. He would have worn pants. He would have worn pants. He would have worn a cheap boots, higher boots. He said, right, give me some hiking boots. boots. Yeah, right. Yeah, let's invent hiking so boots now. So now, what's interesting is, <laughs> this was written in 1963. Started. There was no uh, kidney transplants then. Meaning, what, meaning now, Questions: How to extrapolate from these opinions to selling your kidney? Okay, which is again mutilation. Like Shelley said, you're for because I have to pay my mortgage. So it's not. Uh, may, or can you can you define that as a psychological need? How does that work? Is that called that? You need to family? sell the kidney to get your kid a nose job. How's that? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> sell the kid's kidney. Don't laugh. I mean, I nose job. Give me yeah. a kidney. Right. Um, it's not far fetched. Wow, yeah. that's actually a cool idea. Well, that's right. Mister, say it again. Say it again. Or a science thriller. If you want to have a nose job, give me your kidney. I'll give you. A My daughter needs a kidney. You need a nose job. Let's make a deal. So hey, we'll get there. We'll get there. So now, so then, so wow. the the Nishmas Avram, who's that? Book, it's in, interesting, and not in the English edition, but in the Hebrew edition, he discusses um, selling kidneys. This was written. In the 80s, I think. <laughs> so he discusses, he's actually discussing here initially, um, he's discussing, do we have to donate kidneys? So he says, no, there's no obligation to do it since it's dangerous. Um, he quotes different opinions. Um, then he says here, read it on the sheet, it's number seven on the sheet. He says, um, Who's this talking about? It's the Nishmas of Ram, Dr. Abraham, Abraham, Avram Abraham. Um, so he says like this, he says, nearly, there's number seven on the sheet. To donate, again, he's bringing the Rambam as the reason, can I, am I even allowed to donate a kidney since I'm harming my body? I have no gain from it. Conceptually, we're not talking about, conceptually, not in terms, because I need the money, it's just conceptually. Yeah, yeah, well, first kidney. he talks about conceptually, yes. Um, so he says, he brings it, so just like the Rambam says, Derech Nitzayon, Mashma Dafka Derech Nitzayon. It's only prohibited from doing it for harm. The Hainu, Riv, there's a fight, or I want to embarrass the guy in public, so I pummel him. Elul Tayeles, but if I'm doing it for a purpose, for Lomi Bay Tayeles, Shalripa, surely where the purpose is for healing, to heal the other guy, and needs a kidney, I feel Tayeles Shamamon, says even if it's just a monetary gain, a monetary purpose, Mutter, he says it's permitted. So meaning, when even if my this? intention, this is the 80s, okay, so even before uh, uh, probably black market organs were being sold, meaning... Oh, they were being sold right from the beginning. Yeah, okay. So he says, so he says even, he wants to permit it, even if it's for monetary purposes. 
So he, his question is, he doesn't understand why Ramosha doesn't bring this. When Ramosha discusses um, donating kidneys, he doesn't say what he says about cosmetic surgery. No, he has to come on to other reasons, as we'll see in a second. He has to come on to... Uh, um, but Moshe Feinstein we wrote about cosmetic wouldn't have even known about Trent. They weren't... 1963. Yeah, they weren't... No, but I'm saying when he, dis- he has another... Oh, I see. Uh, okay. Another thing about kidney Later donation, on. and he doesn't bring the same mm-hmm. rationale as he did by cosmetic surgery. So he's, he's asking, he says, I don't understand why Moshe Feinstein had to come on to a different rationale for a minute. Why doesn't he bring the same one? Because actually, as we can see, actually, this the, the response he's discussing is about donating blood for money. Mm-hmm. And Feinstein does have a truth about that. Can I donate blood just for monetary gain? As I mentioned many times, my mother worked for the federal government. They would give you the day off from work. I don't know if they still do. She worked for Social Security. They and get a any day time, off for yeah. Right, so you donate holiday, blood, you, you, get a, you get a day off. So she would do it once a month. Mm-hmm. So that was just purely for monetary gain. She had no interest in helping people. I don't know. Um, so, uh, so, so the question is: Is that permitted? He's gonna get that out of there. So, so he's, he he asked the question on Ramosha. Why doesn't he bring that in that response? We'll see that response in a second. But he ends off. He says, Amrly, after the whole response to me, he says, Shlomo Zaman Orbach agreed with me. At the end of the day, when I'm donating blood, it's going on blood here, not kidneys. I'm donating blood, I'm doing a mitzvah, I'm helping someone else be healed. Um, I'm saving a soul. Even though my intention is purely for monetary gain. I'm giving blood because the blood bank, they used to give 15 bucks. I don't know if it went up since my days when I was in high school, but 15 bucks in those days in high school was a lot. Today, probably no one would do. pay it all. I, mean, no? say, I don't remember so, any money. Give you a t-shirt sometimes. Right, so... So the point is, so he says, even if your whole purpose is just to get the mug or the cookie, because you're hungry, you know, he gives you cookies afterwards. So he says, that's, it's still permitted. Um, because at the end of the day, I'm saving, I'm helping a person. That's not called um, harming yourself, even though you're doing it just for the money. Okay, so that's, so that's very... Just a, so he's quoting... Uh Arbach, does it ever come up? Uh, so I assume he had a conversation with Arbach. That's why. He's yes. Quoting. Does it ever come up a guy who someone quotes says, "I never said that." Oh, of course. All the time. I would think so because you know you, you kind of take. Oh, so today in, in this him I trust, but there are many books out today from quoting many different people which are totally. Okay. You know you can't trust. You, you need to know like this guy says. Yeah, yes. And you'll have a different book who asked he asked the same question. They got two different answers. That happens many I'm times. I'm shocked that the rabbis do that. <laughs> same rabbi. No, it's I'm saying like, same rap. It's almost like tweeting things that you don't understand. Don't Who know. would do um, that? I don't know. Someone told me there's, there's a, I was actually in Chicago this past Shabbat, so I met a guy who was there in a Breslover group, so he was telling me that there's like 10 WhatsApp groups for Breslovers, like quoting, and, and he hmm. said, it's crazy because people quote, put stuff up there. Nachner Breslov said this, he said like, and he never said just made up make stuff. stuff right? up, yeah. He makes stuff up, yeah. and you know, Fake he says news. this song is the greatest song. Then he Bob Marley is a great, uh, you know, great <laughs> <laughs> they like no, like people just make up stuff and they quote. So it's a problem. Fake news. Because. Okay, so, um, so so what's interesting is again. So we're, the question is, can we extrapolate from the blood issue to kidney to kidney for money? So again, so I want to look at Ramosha Feinstein. So he, he seems to be saying it's 100% permitted in the name of Rishlam um, Zaman Orbach. And, and according to this Rambam, he's saying donating blood for money would be 100% permitted. 
obviously donating kidneys a little it's a step up um, yeah, and it's so. more chavala it's more serious consequences and danger to donate a kidney kidney than donating blood blood you know comes back well so I don't think anyone ever died from donating blood but people have died donating oh it's a dirty needle sure and no one died from donating blood I'm sure you can find someone but don't we usually have a 10% rule if the risk is less than 10% you can take it? No, that's, that's as far as risk. You're right. Here the question again is, it's prohibited to, to mutilate your body in any which way. The question is, what's considered enough of a purpose? So he's saying, by donating blood, that's considered enough of a purpose. So you're right. Based on that, you just make a lateral uh, you know, comparison there. So donating kidney should also be the same, if you're doing, even if you're doing it just for money to pay the mortgage. The question is, uh, now you're right, so then the question of more risk comes into play. But, but let's see, let, let's just read Ramosh's response on blood here. Fascinating. So I assume sperm bank is the same thing? Oh, but there's no mutilation there. No, but for money. Yeah, but there's nothing wrong, you're not, I mean, okay. I mean there's other issues there. Okay. Okay, but, but um, Spill your seed. yeah, but, yeah, but that's, uh, I don't know if you saw, there was just a doctor on trial now, he's a ter- current child in London, see about this? He's, he, he impregnated a lot likes, of women. Like, uh, he says he has uh, something like 65 children. There's a fertility hey, specialist who uses his own semen. There's a guy in Washington. Sorry, 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 Tom Willow pathologist, yeah. he donated sperm left and right. He's, Tom said at least three times in his life people have come up to him and they're just shocked. He said, you know, your brother's living here because he's dead ringer for Tom, he's got some unusual facial. He said, he sure is somebody, his father. So <laughs> he's on trial, mainly for, he's, they won't, he won't give a DNA sample. It's part of the trial is that forcing him, he won't give a DNA because all these kids want to be tested to see who their father is. <coughs> well, I mean, he, he said it was somebody else's sperm and it was his own, or he actually had sex with him, or what? No, no, he said it was someone else's well, at the time. Now he's t- he told friends that he impregnated 65 you know, people. So they're putting him on trial, to, but because he, he won't give a DNA sample. He's like 80-something. <laughs> this so happened 20 years ago. Um, okay, so... These children should rush through his defense. <laughs> so, yeah, right. this, this, so this is a fascinating response, so I'm just, just going to read you. He says like this, the Moshe discusses that the title of the truth was written in 1963. Can you allow physicians to take out blood just for the sake of gaining of monetary gain? For not for the doctors. Now, Dewey has a relatively the new the procedure back then too. I mean, it's only 63? 20 years old. 30 63. years old maybe. The, the, <laughs> Interesting. The, Transfusing blood the, from one person to another, yeah. The, the cosmetic surgery chuva was in the 60s. Actually, Michael Lebakey was one of the first to invent a procedure how to do that. Of donating blood? Yes, he invented a roller pump. Uh, he actually was very, he went to study in Germany and France. He was already quite famous for this roller pump that he invented for hooking two people up and transferring blood from one to another. It was very yeah. slow and tedious and couldn't do a lot, but that was one of the first mechanized methods of uh, blood transfusion was in the 30s. Anyway, so let me, let me just read the question here. It's on your sheet. The highlights are on number eight. Let's read the question. So, the que- so um, again, 1963, he's writing to this rabbi, Gavriel Stefanski, actually Mr. and rabbi. Is it permitted to allow doctors to take out blood um, to prepare for patients 
in the future. So meaning, he's going to say, if the patient is in front of you, of course it's permitted. You're saving a life. It's no question. If the patient needs a transfusion right now. But here, they're banking it. It's a blood bank. So it's, there's no one lefanecha. As we say, there's no one right in front of you. There's no patient who needs it. And that's how it was ASAP. done originally. It was direct patient to patient. There was okay. no, no blood bank. So, right, so he's talking about banking. Mm-hmm. So, okay, mm-hmm. so he says, um, as the, the doctors of our day do, they transfuse blood to dangerously ill patients, to heal them. It's done in a case, the case we're discussing here, he's saying, it's not a case where you're saving a life. Right now. Because there's no one here right now that needs his blood. We prepare it for future patients that might need it. And who knows if this blood that he's going to donate will ever make it to someone. That we should allow and push aside violations, meaning the violation of mutilation, for a future patient. Who, should, who, who said it's even going to make it to another patient? So the question is, is it permitted just for the monetary purposes? you got to kick him. That's why he sits next to me usually. <laughs> Russ, kick Alan here for it. It's too noisy. <laughs> no, he just wants him to learn. It's on the tape recorder. I'm going to have to edit it out. <laughs> up, so that he gets paid for this. Um, he, gets, he needs the money. The guy needs the money. He has to pay the mortgage. And uh, he wants to donate blood. So he discusses, he starts with the Gemara and Baba Kama, that we saw, that it's prohibited to harm yourself. Okay? And he brings the Rambam, that it's only if it's called Dech Nitzayon. But, um, but he goes on to say that he's not sure this is a sufficient reason here, this would be called a Tzorach. So he, he discusses with the point Shelley brought up before, which is a very fine point, an interesting point, of that basically... What's the problem? He, he brings a proof like this, actually, from last week's parasha. The, to- the Torah, as we know, last week's parasha discussed the Nazir, the Nazirite, who forbids himself from drinking wine. Mm-hmm. Okay, he makes a vow not to drink wine. Okay, um, and the Talmud says he's a sinner. As a matter of fact, the end, the Torah says, at the end of his process, of his Nazirite process, he has to bring a sin offering. So the question is, what sin did he do? So says the Talmud, he, this, for Jews, it's a sin to not pleasure to uh, to deprive yourself from pleasure in Judaism is a sin okay we're, we're, we like uh, good so things so depriving yourself of pleasure is sort of a harm in that sense mm-hmm. yes in a certain, in a certain level bodily harm um, we're talking about a permitted pleasure obviously right, right. so he says um, so that's what he brings he brings a proof he says um that his opinion is the Nazar the the Nazarite is a sinner with this because he's he's painting himself he's holding himself back from drinking a good bottle of wine that's pain surely this would be applicable if someone's actually literally causing themselves pain by wounding themselves okay so he says it makes rational sense but if I'm getting paid for what I'm doing. Oshar now or another benefit, another form of pleasure for what I'm doing. If someone pays me 10 bucks not to drink this cup of wine. So you're right, I'm paying myself that I'm not having the pleasure of the wine, but I'm gaining the 10 bucks. So he's saying the pleasure of the 10 bucks overrides not drinking the, the, the pain of not drinking the cup of wine. So he says, surely that would be okay. What about 7 bucks? You're pushing it. Okay, she starts. Already established. Yeah. Yeah. Please, please, one. Sorry about that. 
Okay. He starts with He's saying in that case he makes it makes sense he's saying to say it would it would not be prohibited because I make I'm getting I'm getting benefit and the benefit clearly he says is more important than my pain. Well the same should apply if I wound myself. We see from that from Nazar Ain't lesser, we, we shouldn't prohibit. Someone says, you know, if you pierce your nose, I'm going to give you 50 bucks. Okay, if you get a nose piercing. Okay, so he says, it should make sense. Ain't lesser, we shouldn't prohibit. If it's for monetary benefit, or for other needs. So how does Tosus, he goes on to say, so why does Tosus say it's prohibited? Even for a tzorach, Tosus, as we saw in Bible comments, says, even for a need, it's still prohibited to, to wound yourself. Why? He says, you have to say that there's a difference, and this gets to a very interesting fine point that you mentioned, between holding back from drinking wine and, and wounding yourself. He says, he explains like this, he says, um, He says, if I'm holding back from X, pleasure X, okay, in this case, drinking wine, um, if I'm going to get money for my holding back, I'm not in pain at all, because the, basically is, I could get this pleasure, pleasure X, but I'd rather get pleasure Y of money. Right. So there's two pleasures in front of me. I can drink the wine, that's pleasure A, or I can uh, get paid. Okay, that's pleasure B. So for me, pleasure B is obviously a bigger pleasure than pleasure A. So he's saying that's permitted. So that's because you didn't have any pain at all. In getting the money, there's no pain. Keep in mind, the pleasure, the benefit from the money is greater than his pain. Obviously, that's why he's choosing to do it. To take the money, um, if he drinks and he doesn't get the money, I have more pain. If I end up falling through and not keeping on my diet, and I lose the bet. Okay, so that would be more pain for me than getting the money. Okay, I lost the profit. That I could have gotten by not drinking the wine. is an interesting psychological point. He's saying the pain that you get from not eating something or not drinking something. Is just he says, is I have a, a lust for this item, okay. So holding back, I I have to over override my lust for this item, okay. That's the only pain. So that's a psychological pain. But he's saying when you actually mutilate your body, you're you're wounding yourself. That's a literal pain. That you can't say, it's not a psychological thing that oh if I get money, so then I won't have that pain. You're gonna have that pain. So no matter pain, what. One pain's different than the other pain. Right. He's saying the pain of not eating something is not the same pain as mutilating your body. It's two different types of pains. One's a psychological thing that I have I like this and I'm not gonna have it now, so I'm, I'm not having that in my life. But there's I'm a not having that pleasure in my life. There's a value judgment over the psychological pain yeah, versus the physical that's pain. A, that's problematic. Well, wait, let's hear him out. It's it's very reminiscent of the issue of <laughs> drug addiction. Yeah, so certainly yeah. sounds right. So meaning that's a pain, not not getting it, well, that, that might be more, yeah, I don't know, either. I don't know enough about I mean, drug in, addiction. In, in drug addiction, you've got physical withdrawal pain. Right, so that, that might be, that's, yeah, so I mean, that's what I'm saying, that, that's why drug addiction might be more, more analogous, more analogous to the other, to, to the pain, literal pain. But here, what he's saying is, the pain of not having a pleasure, what, we, what he calls a tava, tava in, in the Hebrew word for pleasure, or lust, so the pain of not being able to satisfy my lust, my lust for something, is an, is is overridden by money because it's choice A or B. But he's saying here, 
this is literal pain. If I wound myself, I cut myself, that pain is there whether I'm getting the money or not. You can't say that I'm going to take the money and therefore I have no pain when I cut myself. You're going to have that pain. Okay? Meaning when it's both psychological, A and B are psychological, so then he's saying the money couldn't give you more pleasure than the, than the psychological need for your lust. So therefore, one, one outweighs the other, one overrides the other, because you're not having pain. I, gaining the money means I don't have the, the psychological lust for that wine, or meaning I, I don't have that pain of not having the wine. But he's saying money. getting the money there, yes, you might be happy, I got, a pay, I got a check and I can pay my mortgage, but I still had the pain. You can't say I didn't have the pain so of cutting thing, myself. This, I had the pain. This, this, I just I, don't mind the pain. I'm, I'm ready to take the pain in order to make the money. It's not the pain. I had, like, I, when I was in high school, I remember we had a uh, once bet. Right, exactly. Once bet my friend, a friend of mine, who's a big rabbi now in Israel, uh, to eat. We paid him 20 bucks to eat a whole bottle of hot peppers. Okay. Okay. And he did it, of course. 20 bucks. Those days were big. We chipped in together, I think it was like six guys. But it, and he started at but he got to like the last two peppers, he started puking off. No kidding. <laughs> so really? so so he had the pay listen, we gave him the twenty bucks, he felt bad. He, he wasn't I don't know if he was able to finish the last two, I think maybe he did. But the point is you can't take away from the fact he, he was in pain. He's puking all over the place. So right? So that didn't go away. The pain was there. But the biblical injunction he might, wounding, he not might, pain. Be accepting of the pain in order to make the twenty bucks. What does pain have to do with that? That's not the no, biblical injunction. No, because the Ram saying, if, if there's what? What are you saying? Sorry, sorry. If you're not supposed to wound, then say you can't inflict pain. Pain, you can't pain wound. is not part of this equation. No, it's it, a psychological it component to pain. Right. Um, no, but he's no, he's bring his. He, that's why he's not going. He's not going with the chaval here. He's discussing ah. the nazar issue. The Torah says the nazar uh, is a is a chote is a sinner for not for 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 abstaining from wine. Okay, so yeah. that's a psychological pain. Why is he a sinner? Because he's causing some psychological pain. Why, did he, why are you assuming psychological pain? Why what are you else adding is the word pain? So what, what's and the... Nazir takes on that decision on calls his own. It okay. Yeah, but what's... The, the Gemara says he's a chota because he's mitzayer himself. Okay, but He's caused himself pain. That's an external so. perspective. The person who is the Nazir may have thought that they were doing an ascetic... Yes, he did, commitment. but they're still in pain. Who said that? Who says they're in pain? I didn't say they're in pain. If you derive yourself from pleasure, if you deny yourself from pleasure. Are the monks like that live in Tibet, are they all suffering? You ask me. I don't know. You don't speak for 10 years, you're suffering. I have no idea. I don't quite understand what stage in our Jewish evolution did we elevate psychological pain to the equivalent of, of physical pain or disease. I don't, I don't know, did, did that, was psychological pain or illness uh, yes. part of the thing back in the Ramban's day as a, as a loophole? Or is, this, or is this all modern loophole? I, I'm just trying to understand. Because when, did, when did abortion become acceptable for the mom's psychological needs? What year was right. that? What year? I don't know. We, well, that's we, the question. It's a very... Um, it's amazing that the, the Chazal, it's in Talmudic times, they recognize psychological pain is is considered an illness. I think it was very that, predated. Very I, I guess that's, my, uh, that, that's my question. Is did Back in the days of the Talmud and, and Rambam and all, did, did they consider psychological pain uh, uh, enough of a disease to violate the 
normal. Yes, yes, laws. yes, yes. For example, like you say, abortion, we violate Shabbat for someone who's emotionally, um, emotionally unstable. That's enough okay. reason to violate Shabbat. So that's already times of the Talmud, which is a very modern way of thought. I, I, I don't know. I can't compare it to anything at that time. But, okay. but the point is, so I'm going to have to leave, so I, we need to get finish this part at least, which is, so, so Ramaj is saying, so he's differentiating between the, again, denial, pain, psychological pain that comes from denial of a pleasure to actual physical pain where you're cutting yourself. And he's saying the fact that by a Nazir we would allow someone to take money, that money, we would allow him to do that for money, and that's not called a sin, denying yourself that pleasure, but that's not a proof, you have to say, he says that's not a proof to actual mutilation, which in the case of donating blood, he's saying is considered as actual pain, physical pain. Um, so that's so he's first opposed to selling wait, wait, blood wait. for money. Another paragraph left, oh. and I gotta go. So he says, like in the last paragraph, he ends up saying, So anyway, at the end, so he says, you can't bring a proof from from money over there, but he says at the end, um, basically he says um, that first of all, he brings in the whole thing, which medically I don't know if that's right, if he got it right or not, but he says, you see in the history that they always had um, bloodletting and all this, it's actually healthy, it was part of the medical industry. It was. And, and he says, even today, he says that they don't do it, um, you know, they don't do it as much, but he says, um, he says, you can't say that it changed completely, that they totally, there's no concept in health in, in letting out blood. There must be some aspect of Rufu still around. In the blood. Yeah, the are making oh, a but comeback. Let me just finish the statement. And he says, um, he says, but then you have to say, even today, there's some form of healthiness to it. To say that there's a total change in them, in the medical perception. And he says, also today, they, they take out blood, there's almost no pain involved. And he says, therefore, it's possible, not to prohibit it, to donate blood for money. Um, he says someone wants to be lenient and get the day off from work you don't have to protest because it rationally Is it makes because sense like so he permits it at the end <laughs> so this is the end of by the way really part one um, is the question again of the issue of chavalav of wounding oneself the next part which we need to deal with it's kind of fascinating which I, I'm just starting is is the, the aspect of who owns your body. Do you really own your body or not? Which is a mm. major question in medical ethics in general. Who owns my body? It's certainly euthanasia. Um, so I found an unbelievable thing, which we'll, we'll get into next week. This whole book, by the way. It was uh, fascinating. This is written by a guy named um, Shlomo Yosef Zevin. He died in 1978, but he wrote a book on halakha. It's called the uh, Lord Halakha. No, 1978. He was born in 1888. He's actually the founder of the Encyclopedia Talmudit. This guy, brilliant fellow. He has a, a, a this like 20 pages. He, what he, he goes through Shakespeare's Shylock play from the perspective of halacha, um, pound of flesh, and he discusses is it permitted? What Shylock did, would it be permitted halachically or not? So he has a whole discussion going through Shakespeare according to halacha. So very relevant That's to this cool. topic. That is cool. So it's called Mishpat Shylock lefi halacha, Shylock according to halacha. So uh, so next week we'll do that. Which premise? This is amazing, by the way. Restaurant I just brought up because he brought up evolution. Of it's a restaurant in Chicago, a barbecue place. Hundred percent of the profits go to charity. And the rich guy opened. The, he's in real estate. 
Oh, but the restaurant. Of the net profits. Of after. <laughs> after expenses. the net net. Yes. net. No, it's after net. he pays the employees and and. and so, yeah, no, yeah. no, he doesn't pay himself. They break even at least. <laughs> yeah, they. Well, that no, profit, yeah, is, profit is by definition. Okay, so we'll see you next Monday. Hopefully. I saw a car go. Cool. I gotta run. All right, Sorry, I saw a car go. Care on your wallet. It's like support mental health, or I'll kill you. You have been listening to the MP3 project from the Jewish Ethic Institute. For a complete selection of our lectures. Please visit our website at j-ethics.org. Shalom.